Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm not sure who's had more jobs, Seton or Pauly, or who's had more interesting jobs, Ooh. Seton or Pauly. But, like, Seton worked at the airport. Yeah. He was a postman. Yep. Okay, those yep. aren't exciting. Delivered flowers. Yeah. I was a security guard. I worked at a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, but Pauly was a bouncer. Yeah. DJ at a country western nightclub. And you sold beer at Scottsdale Stadium. Gosh, is that not the dream? I know. Miller Lite. I could use one right now. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's the final hour on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Our good buddy Ryan Leaf, college football NFL analyst for Westwood One and also NFL Network, will join us here in the final hour. Sunday night football, it's the final game of the regular season. It's Josh Allen and the Bills, and it's Tua Tonga-Vailoa and the Dolphins. You can see it Sunday night. At 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. 877-3DP-SHOW. If you'd like to dial us up, operator Tyler is standing by. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates. Now we're up to, I think, 398 cities in America. Wow. we got to get to 400. We do. Okay. Yeah. Let's just make up two affiliates somewhere. Todd, just make up one. KLPK. All right. Let's (laughs) go. The Lion. (laughs) Thank you. What city is it in? It's in just outside of Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. Yeah, just outside. <laughs> no name. I, I don't think I ever told that story where my wife slipped on the ice in front of me, and then I said, my wife is Sue, and I go, oh, Sioux Falls. And it, it was the, I thought a great line, but not the best time to say it as How? she's still on the ground. Oh, so she was on the ground. What's yeah. like an hour later? No, no, no. And she she slipped and boom and I went Sioux Falls a little insensitive. On your <laughs> it was. It was just I need a little bit of breathing space there with the line. The paramedics like the joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I said Sioux Falls, and her name is Sue. <laughs> that uh, Jim Patrick's a funny guy. Used to be on Sports Center. All right. Um, 
Poll question for the final hour of this program is going to be what, Seton O'Connor? Well, Dan, we had which AFC team do you want to see in the playoffs? Right now the Bills are running away with that one. We're just putting up the NFC version okay. of that, uh, where you have the Jags, Bills, Colts, Texans, Stollers. All right. Let's bring in Ryan Leaf, the aforementioned college football NFL analyst for Westwood One, NFL Network, and the number two overall pick by the Chargers, 1998 draft. The David Tepper fine for throwing a drink on some Jacksonville Jaguar fans. $300,000. Ryan Leaf says what? Great. I mean, it's a, what is that, like a tip jar for him? Is that enough? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this the behavior that you can control from a, a billionaire owner who's seemingly shown everybody that, you know, he has uh, real control issues, I think, and that... The showcased, I don't know, $300,000 for a guy who's a billionaire in terms of what that is means anything to him. I mean, he might find that in his cushions of his couch. So, Well, I said suspend him. Like, don't let him go to a game. Yeah. Because that's the value. Uh, there, you know, Steve Ballmer is one of the richest men on the planet. He gets to go to Clipper games. You know, take away that, that uh, item, that team, then I think that's more painful. Give him an embarrassing timeout, an NFL timeout, send him to his room and say, you can't go for the last game of this uh, regular season. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the job of the commissioner if the commissioner wasn't intimately, intimately involved with oh, yeah. the 32 owners sure. or 31 owners. You know, it's, it's, he works for them. So it, it's got to be incredibly odd for the, your employee, essentially, to turn around and go, I'm going to fine you $300,000 for, for your uh, indiscretions. It's just an odd, odd relationship in, in general. It's a privately run company. And it's weird to that. I wonder how that money turns around and comes back to, to him some way, somehow. <laughs> it's true. You know? It's true. Uh, Bryce Young, how would you assess what, like if you're looking at handicapping him as an analyst and a former quarterback, what would you say to Carolina fans? I'd say uh, usually you have to see how a, a player is going to react, right, when you go through adversity like that, when people are tossing the bust word at you and, saying you're a failure and all those things. How are you emotionally um, mature enough to deal with it? And I think Bryce Young's an incredibly mature, emotional young man. I really do. So I don't have any fear in him being able to weather it and doing well and getting better in year two, regardless of who is at the helm. My only fear is the team is awful. I mean, there's no skill position players. They have not added to it. They would have the number one overall pick if they didn't trade it away to the Chicago Bears. So that's my bigger issue this. When you... When you get drafted first or second or third overall, you're going to a bad team, period. And you have to have, I would say, generational um, ability to, to change the culture and the environment of a football team. It's just, it's rare. You got Joe Burrow in, in Cincinnati. You got Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. It's just a, an individual that can walk into a building and he can change the environment that he's in. And that is incredibly difficult when you don't have the skill position players, and that's where they're lacking right now. They don't have the draft picks. They don't have the money. I don't know if any coach worth his merit really wants to go there because of the ownership. Somebody's going to take it because they're going to get paid you know, generational wealth. And so it's, it's a tough spot. It was tough sledding. I think C.J. Stroud probably is thanking his lucky stars that he wasn't the first overall pick a year ago. If I said to David Tepper, you could redo number one overall pick. Well, I think that... Uh, from what I heard from it, it was uh, uh, it was his influence on on Bryce Young. But let's say I said this to him privately. Publicly, he can't say, "Well, no. I take C.J. Stroud." But well, but if I said you could redo this, I, I have a question about that. Okay. I have a question around whether C.J. Stroud in that 
Carolina Panthers uniform is any better than what Bryce Young has been this year. That's fair. It's the team aspect of things. I understand the quarterback gets so much of the recognition, both good and both bad, when things go right or wrong. But it is a team game. It is the ultimate team game. If all 11 aren't functioning on the same level every single week, it's not going to be successful. And everything gets laid at the feet of the quarterback. I really have a problem with the idea that if you put C.J. Stroud in Carolina, they would be a, you know, they'd be buying for the playoffs in the NFC South right now. Yeah, but we're making the Texans roster sound like it's a lot better than what it is. The offensive line was incredibly good to start the season. Yeah, but the skill position, if I said they got Dalton Schultz, nobody's going, yes. I mean, and even some of these other receivers that kind of came out of nowhere, I don't know if, we, you know, it, it wasn't like it's a Tyreek Hill no, and you're you know, right. the Chiefs. You know, Tank was wonderful. He got in. Nobody knew him. Anybody who was down in Houston knew him, but uh, because he went to the university there, I, I think that C.J. Stroud makes players better. I think his who skill, was a better quarterback. I had C.J. Stroud, as you know, going into the draft as my number one guy. That was that was far and away. I thought there was uh, a sizable difference between the two. I thought the size was the big difference for Bryce Young in terms of you know what he looked like in, in comparison to Kyler Murray because Kyler was such a stout guy down downstairs. Um, his baseball background, yeah. you know, and, and just the size was going to give Bryce Young a problem. Unless you had an offense that really was structured around him, and then you go and fire the guy that you brought in to do that and his quarterback coach, you know, midway through the year. So, I mean, it's been exactly how first-round draft, first overall picks sometimes when they go to bad teams end up. New coach, all the things, new offensive coordinator, all the things that go with that. And unfortunately, uh, it's going to be tied to C.J. Stroud's success. If they were to win this weekend and go to the playoffs – Boy, that's even a bigger uh, insult to injury on, on that draft pick. How is Joe Flacco doing this? I am so impressed with Joe Flacco. I, now, hey, I'll say this. And I've been coming on your show for years, and Polly and, and McLovin back in the day, you know, we'd go out and do, do crazy stunts, right? We're in New York. We're throwing the ball up into the, through the window. At, you know, <laughs> we can still throw it. That's never going to go away. We always will be able to throw the football. What goes away? Um, I think the, you, the burst. Right when you want to get out of the pocket, the burst, um, flexibility, mobility, all those things. Um, but what I also think goes away is your ability to to read things as quickly and decipher. But as Joe never had a burst. No, he never needs one, and he doesn't now because he deciphers and disseminates what goes on in the defensive side of the football. And I think Kevin Stefanski and him really have a connection in terms of how they see offensive played. You know, and they're not afraid to let them just toss it around. Like, you know, what was it, a few weeks ago where he threw the three. Interceptions plus the three touchdowns. It's it's not a sink or swim when it comes to that. They know they're going to have good positive things. And the dismantling of the Jets the other night. I mean, wow, that was the most points ever or second most points ever scored by the Browns in a first half. Thirty four points. That's crazy to think. And Joe Flacco's doing it. They they are in a really good position because they may have they may have a walkthrough uh, in the AFC uh, wild card round, and then they're right in the divisional, most likely against Bal- uh, I think against Baltimore essentially, unless somebody behind him l- wins. Um, and they've won there this year. So, I mean, you put Joe Flacco and what they're doing offensively in a position with that defense. I mean, Cleveland's a real problem in the AFC for some people, I believe. We're talking to Ryan Leaf, the uh, former college quarterback uh, with uh, Washington State. Go Cougs! Yeah, and uh, in the NFL with the Chargers. We're uh, now working for Westwood One and NFL Network. You know, sometimes when you're looking at a team, you're trying to figure out just how good they are. And, and at this point of the season... 
I don't know if I know how good Kansas City is. I don't know if I know how good Miami is. And I don't know if I know how good Dallas is. And those are three teams that could go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I would argue that I think you know more about Kansas City. You may not know who they are this year, but the pedigree, the evidence, there hasn't been no evidence that Miami or Dallas will do anything. But how do you overcome bad receivers? Uh, Well, I mean, we had good receivers, and they had to overcome a bad quarterback a lot of the time. But (laughs) I would would say that I think the the game plan will do that. I think Travis Kelsey's got to step up. I mean, he's been missing in action for the last few weeks. I think it's, what, six or seven consecutive weeks without a touchdown Yeah, but how does that happen? Um, Playoff football is a different deal, and they know it better than anybody. It's where they live. But I'm saying, Travis Kelsey, how do you get – how are you MIA? Uh, How are you MIA? Well, I think people take uh, defensive measures to to take him away. I also think that there's been a diminishment in his athletic ability just because of the age and the beating he's taken over his career. I do think that – is real. I think, you know, uh, time. It does feel like it's starting to show a little bit. It is. But I don't know if it's ever, is it that abrupt where it's like, oh my God. I think so. I mean, it, it feels that way when I watch and sometimes I'll see Watson making an athletic play, not Travis Kelsey. And I, but I think it's Kelsey just out of habit. It, it's, uh, I've called two of their games in the last uh, five weeks. And so I've seen, you know, they. he's been open a lot. There is a a mistrust right now with Patrick Mahomes in terms of what is being called, what he's seen, and what he's willing to go through through a progression. I mean, in that Raiders game, he had a ton of guys that were open. He just doesn't have the same confidence to let it go like he has in the years past. And not much has changed in terms of the wide receiver position from last year to this year. Juju Smith-Schuster was really the only difference yeah. in all of this. And so that's the big thing for me. I don't... I don't worry too much about Kansas City in the playoffs. I think they host; uh, they're going to host the first round most likely again. Well, I think I think the Bills go into Miami and win, so that means that Miami's going to go to Kansas City in Week One of the AFC uh, Wild Card Weekend. And I I don't think Miami's able to go to the cold and get the win there. All of that. So I think you go to a divisional round. You most likely go to the Bills, and uh, and you just don't know. I have more faith in Kansas City, Andy Reid, Patrick Holmes, all that because of their past, and until somebody actually steps up and does it I'm not going to um, I'm not going to uh, not ride with them when it comes to the playoff time all right you have to throw it to one of these guys yeah game on the line game on the line Kadarius Tony or uh, Valdez Scantling uh Kadarius Tony because I'll probably throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage and his athletic ability could do it MSV for me is just been uh, just missing in action down the field. Um, wherever he's at. He how do you been. forget how to catch a football? I, I don't think you forget how to catch a football. I think if you look at the amount of drops that have, that have happened, um, it, it, isn't, it isn't a dramatic amount. Justin Watson's the one that leads the team and leads the league, I think, in, in drop passes. So that's the guy you got to be looking at more. He's, unfortunately, uh, MSV's been um, on the field and taking more snaps than anybody else and just isn't being targeted enough because of the things that people are speculating and what Patrick Mahomes has to see. You can go back and look at some of the games from the Kansas City Chiefs this year, and at a point, you could have had them at 12-1 and through 13 games with the outcomes of, of those games. The Kadarius Tony dropped for an interception in Game 1. You got the MSV uh, non-interference call uh, in Green Bay, the drop pass in Philly, with Philly, uh, the Kadarius Tony lining up offsides 
uh, and the Bills, all those games yeah. are down the stretch. So you flip a coin there. Where they were thoroughly beaten was the game I call on Christmas Day was against the Raiders. I mean, they were they didn't belong in that game at all. Max Crosby owned the Kansas City Chiefs in that game. So I loved how they came back last week when they were down, had an understanding of what they had to do. They shut out uh, the Bengals in the second half, and I think that was meaningful, and they got their eighth consecutive division win. I love watching Max Crosby. Me too. I got to see him before the game. We haven't gotten to see each other in person in a while. As you know, him and I have a lot of things in common, and I love him to death, and that's the first thing he did. He just came and picked me up and told me he loved me. And Did he contact you when he was going through substance abuse? He didn't contact me personally. We have a, a mutual friend because they care about us who works inside and with the NFL players. And and since that time, it, you know, it's we've just been there for one another. That's what we do. Could you imagine have played in Vegas when you started out? Not, not with the way. If I was who I am now playing in Vegas, it would be amazing because I would be – centrally focused on what I needed to. All that and other nonsense wouldn't exist, and I would get all the great things that come with it. What I love about Darren Waller and what I love about Max Crosby and so many others that are gone through some of the uh, things they've gone to and, and come out the other side and are in recovery and doing that in the NFL is that they're still doing it in the prime of their careers where they can be great. If I would have been able to find that, if I would have been accepting to what that could be at the time, imagine me being able to play in my prime with this type of mindset. That's just... That's a that's a regret that's always going to be there. Now I'm incredibly grateful and 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 amazed at what this life has given me now at 47 years old. But those two in particular um, have just been uh, sources of, of of great inspiration for me. And they're you know a decade and a half younger than me, so that's that's amazing. Would you still be alive if you started out in Vegas? Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't a hard drugs guy, though. You know, I was an opiate guy, and I didn't use when I played. So I, I didn't use when I played. I, I thought competition was my drug of choice. I would go out and binge drink with the boys, and that's how I felt better about everything. But, but I never touched a drug until after I was done. I'd love to blame that I was a poor quarterback because I was <laughs> drugged out all the time, but um, I can't do that. I'd just go with that. I might. I might. It's a good excuse. Well, if I wasn't an absolute train wreck. Uh, but what did it give you? The opioid? Yeah. that it, it numbed me. I was so sick and tired of feeling But like, you couldn't have played football? No. I, I, I know people that have used and they'll go out and play basketball. or I, I couldn't. And I also didn't want to waste it on anybody. <laughs> you know, I, I, like a pretty girl would want to go on a date or something like that. Nah. You know, I was like Gollum from you know, The Lord of the Rings, and it was my precious. You know, and I, was this, I was that guy in the dark, blinds closed. It was mine, and I didn't want to feel anything. That's what it did for me, and I think it's done that for a lot of people. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a terrible disease and, and one that, uh, that uh, had a hold of me for a while. Well, look at you now. Though. Look at me now. Look I'm in the man now. cave. I, am, I the only, am I the only guy that comes into the studio anymore? Uh, Chris Sims has been in here. Ross Tucker's been in here. Well, Ross, yeah, I mean, because he hosts your show, too. Yeah. Uh, Sandler was in here. Oh. Yeah, Sandler came in and shot hoops. Do you, know, do you remember the story? Uh, was the Indianapolis the Super Bowl, and he was uh, previewing a movie, and he grabbed us, that's, and we went. That's my boy. That's my boy. And, and that was uh, Sierra was in that movie. And uh, um, we walked into the theater in the back at the end, and he sat next to me, and I was what? I was probably a month away from being arrested for the final time, and I was just still kind of just teetering on. But he like sat there next to me, and he just kept looking at my... Um, um, 
reactions to it, what I laughed at and everything like that. And he talked to me and it was just so kind and everything. I just, that's something I remember. And I don't remember a lot of the stuff when I was going through all that. But now things. he's finding out you were stoned at the time. So I wasn't stoned at the time. I was <laughs> counting the seconds that we could get out of there, that I could get back to the hotel and take my pills that night. I know I was, wow. I was doing that. So instead of just absolutely, look where you're at. You're sitting next to Adam Sandler watching one of his movies, Dan Patrick and the Dan Anson, everybody like that, who, who, who've cared for you forever. And you're just, all you're thinking about is this. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk some uh, college football. Also, uh, coaches you think are safe. Coaches you think are going to get fired in the NFL. We'll take a break. We'll continue with Ryan Leaf right after this. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFT partner of the Dan Patrick Show. Do you have all your trading cards? Do you have all your football cards? I don't. But I, uh, my dad's best friend, Wayne, when I turned pro, he went nuts. And he got every single one. And he's got them. They're all lined up. They were all lined up on his... Uh, pool table for years and years and years. And I get one sent to me all the time to sign and things like that. But I I don't have many. I have a starting lineup action figure. Yeah. Two of them now. One for MacGyver and one for Bo. MacGyver's pulled it out and he runs around with it. But yeah. <laughs> Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy. 
and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? I downloaded the Viator app and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Ryan Leaf, stand with us. College football NFL analyst for Westwood One NFL Network. Has his own TV show, The Straight Line, with Ryan Leaf. Also uh, travels the country, speaking about uh, substance abuse, mental health. His story, in his own words, available where you get your podcast. Bust, the Ryan Leaf story. When do you get to the point where you embrace that word bust, or you don't try to fend it off as much as you used to? Um, I can use it. No one else can. So it pisses me off, and I can be resentful, and I can, I can point it out because none of you have any idea. But I can use it. And that's what I did. I used it for my benefit. Um, uh, that's the way I look at it. I, Were you a bust? Um, I don't think any player who has ever been drafted and played in the NFL is a bust. I think the team made the decision because we had no say in where we went. Now, if I would have had the decision and said, okay, I'm going to go to San Diego as a second overall pick, um, then it's all on me. But I didn't make that decision. Their choice was to say that he's the second-best quarterback in the, the draft, and we're going to go with him. Was I more of a, let's say, a third-round guy? I had the talent, probably, of a first-round guy, but maybe not the mentality of a first-round guy. And uh, so there's a lot of that goes into it. I think that the ability to evaluate quarterback play uh, shifted and changed a lot with our draft, just the way my mind worked, um, how they evaluated it, who they talked to, um, and, but they still, you know, you still make mistakes. Um, you just never know on the things that you and I talked about before how to quantify what life-changing money is going to do and what failure at the highest possible level is going to do. But now that NIL has been introduced, you are going to get to start to see how life-changing money may change the mindset behavior of these young quarterbacks coming into the league. So I think that will do, a, will do and will go a long way to help the evaluation process. But do you think getting money sooner is going to help these players before they get to, you know, when they get to the NFL, that they've already gotten a million dollars. Yeah, I do. I think that you're going to find out. I think people are going to find out pretty quick. They're like, you know, they're not going to be a first overall pick if all of a sudden they were given a million, two million dollars while they're in college. And, you know, the Ryan Leaf show happens. You know, that's, you're not going to be taken with the first overall pick at that point. I don't care how talented you are. Um, 
they're just not willing to take on that liability and that risk anymore when you have such talented players available right behind them. What do you think Jim Harbaugh will do? What do you think he should do? I think you and I talked about this last time on the show about what the next step for him is. I think if he wins a national championship, I think he walks out and takes an NFL job and looks for the, the next thing, the, the Super Bowl championship that he's missing. Um, if they get beat by Washington, which is a real good, good chance that happens, um, I don't know. I mean, it's just seemingly over the last three years, they've been the best team in the Big Ten and, and fallen short every single time. They got over the hump with Alabama. Is that the next thing? I don't know. I love Jim Harbaugh. You know, as you know, we go way back. Uh, I want success for him. Um, but I just, can he have that style that he has in college? Can he replicate that in the NFL? Yeah, he has. He's proven it. He, but he is, is the NFL going to be the same as it was when he left the yeah, Niners? I think, he'll, I think he'll be just fine. He is a player's coach. He, because he was just one of the guys. He was a guy that could play almost into his 40s because he knew what the locker room was, felt like. And you've seen how he's dealt with the players there, talking about how they should be uh, included in revenue sharing, all the things that have really pissed the NCAA off. And I do think has become a, a, a real target because of some of the things that he said. He's got the players' backs. They love him to death. I mean, they're willing to wear free Harbaugh shirts running around after he's been suspended for six of the 13 games he's been in this year. It's crazy, or 14 games. So it's... I think he'll do just fine. If if they were to win a championship, I do think he he, he walks and heads to the NFL. What do you do if you're the Bears? I, you keep Justin Fields. I've I've been adamant about that ever since the after the Denver Broncos game and the Washington Commanders game where he played it lights out. Then he got hurt, came back and he's played incredibly well. They're gonna have a ton of draft stock. They're gonna be able to move that number one pick. They probably can go get find a way to get Marvin Harrison Jr. or who I think the best wide receiver in the draft is Roman Dunze, and and make a real difference for this young quarterback. It's don't, don't stop uh, before the miracle happens. And that's, that's the thing in the NFL a lot of times. You just walk off and you leave assets at the door when... Is he a good enough passer? I do think he's a good enough passer, yes. I think he's improved. I think he'll continue to improve. I think this offseason, the fact that they're keeping their head coach and Getsy's going to be the guy, offensive coordinator-wise, that's going to be the first for him to have back-to-back So if you're Matt Eberflus, you're betting your job... Ryan pulls the GM. You're betting your job on if you keep Justin Fields and it doesn't go well and you passed on Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels. You're willing to do that? Yes. And I don't know if they are. <laughs> I am. I'm willing to, to ride with Justin Fields. You're exactly right when it comes to Ryan Poles. If he moves off, which I thought he might, I thought he might move off of Matt Eberflus and he might move off of Justin Fields, which I think extends him maybe five more years to do a rebuild. Yes. So doing this, saying Matt Eberflus is coming back, and the more and more I hear that they're going to utilize that number one pick to get a ton of draft capital and keep the quarterback that they think could be a difference maker, um, I, I think he does put his job in jeopardy. And, and I think that's good. I think there is some investment. I think there's some desperation in, in what that looks like, and they're all tied to it and in it together. If they all believe that with one another, if Ryan Poles has sat down with Justin Fields with Matt Eberflus and said, hey, I got your back. Because that's what we're looking for so much as players from ownership, from the front office. We want somebody to have your back. And if they don't believe in you, they're not going to have that. And it's just going to be this up and down thing that, that you play. And you cannot be successful. You cannot be a champion uh, at that level if you don't have that kind of uh, that backing. How would you feel if you're Russell Wilson? Awful. Awful. I, you guys have heard me talk about Russell and just because of the relationship with with his mentor and one of my great mentors after I got out of prison, Trevor Moad, um, and how that affected him. 
and uh, and just to kind of it, the narratives are always hilarious to me. Uh, and the caricature of a person who's made out to be who they're made out to be in the media and all this thing, no one ever really knows at all. But the fact that a guy that's making $250, $230 million uh, is a sympathetic figure in what has played out is, is, a, is a, a bit hilarious to me because, um, yeah, it sucks. You know, They wanted him to take a cut of his paycheck and do something differently, uh, or they were going to you know, sit him down, and Sean Payton and him don't seem to see eye to eye, and people thinking Matt, you know, Stidham's going to be just the same. I, I, I think that Russell Wilson's still an elite quarterback. Uh, I think he can play. It's just a matter of where the system is and where he goes, and who knows where he goes next. But Okay, but let's say he said to management, all right, I'll restructure this. Why not do that? I think that would have been calling their bluff. And yes, that's what I would have done. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to restructure. We, we go. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. I want to be a champion yes. here with you. Let's do it. Um, and I think they all looked at each other in the, in the meeting and went, Nah, we're good. We, but how does Sean Payton take this job knowing that he's got that contract there with a quarterback that he may not like? I mean, I don't know what the hell Sean Payton's doing. I mean, he he wanted the Chargers job, and it didn't come open. Yeah. Because then you got your Justin Herbert, you're ready to go. Yeah. And you're in L.A., everything's done. Then all of a sudden you go, okay, you got Russ, don't have you know a first-round draft pick, and you... Now, now you don't have a second because they traded away for you. Sean Payton, too. Yeah, that's right. You know, so... <laughs> I just don't know why he took that job. I don't know why he took the job other than to get paid a bunch of money. Yeah, but he was going to get paid. He was going to get $15 million or whatever it's going to be. He'd get that. But I, I just don't know why you'd go into a situation where you knew that that quarterback is locked up for a long time. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Sean Payton's. I used to be. I don't know why that shifted. I just think some of the things that he's done this year, and I actually stuck up for him a few times because I thought it was benefiting Russ, but... But yeah. he's yelling in your face. That doesn't normally happen with a head coach and your star quarterback. Can you imagine, in my heyday, if he would have done that? No, you me? wouldn't have done well. Oh, no. Well, I would have done fine. He would have been buried <laughs> under Mile High Stadium is what would have happened there. I give Russ Wilson a ton of credit. You would have gone spree well on yeah, him. Yeah, that dude would have been P.J. Carlissimo's ass <laughs> out, right? And it, I couldn't believe that. On Thanksgiving, in the only game... It's the only game everybody's watching. I know. You know, it's the only one on TV, and he's berating this man here uh, after just I don't, what we heard maybe had been that Russ didn't take enough time for him to anal uh, analyze to see whether he should have challenged a couple of those plays. Whatever. Your job as a coach, don't take it out on the quarterback at that point. You know, do that in private. I loved Russ's response. He just took it, um, you know, in respect. But, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a rough year. And you always you always find out the most about people when they have to go through the the most arduous and, and adverse conditions of, of anything. Ryan Leaf here in studio, uh, Westwood One analyst, also NFL Network. Um, you're still high on Michael Penix Jr.? I mean, am I the first one, really? I mean, I think, I mean, I, had you heard much about him when I, when I came on the show and said I would have taken him one overall? I think I in last not, year's draft he would have been uh, one of the top two quarterbacks taken. Um, would you, do you think Penix would have been over Bryce Young? I think he. I, I don't know if he would have. If I was doing the the work then, okay. yeah, I've been high on him for two years now. He's been the best quarterback in all of college football for two consecutive. But why? Seasons. Why is nobody else on this bandwagon? He's probably the fourth injuries, or fifth. The injuries from at Indiana. Yeah, and I'm like, well, he's gone and played what almost thirty games in the last two years, injury free, and and what he feels like. Bo Nix had more momentum, and I just don't than think. Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. 
I, I've been on the, uh, I, I, you know, I about, I about got, uh, I think, murdered by LSU people before the Heisman uh, because I was so adamant about how Michael Penix Jr. was the, the Heisman Trophy winner this year. Okay. And uh, um, he's just been the best leader. And where I think it translates to the NFL level the best is because of what Kalen Babor and, uh, and Ryan Grubb do offensively. It is very pro-style. It is, um, if, if you line it up to what you see the best offenses in pro football right now, they're very similar in terms of leverage, numbers, and he's had the wide receivers that he's going to deal with at the next level too, guys that are elite, um, those wide receivers. But I've never seen a player, I don't know how long, maybe since Joe Burrow with those receivers being as accurate down the field as Michael Penix Jr. has been this year. Those passes that go 40, 50 yards down the field, it's like he couldn't have placed it if he ran up to the guy and put it in his hands better than what it looked like against Texas. And what strikes me as so ironic is this is the first time a lot of people in the entire country watched him play. (laughs) And they're just like, what? He's been that guy for the last two years. He has been that guy. He'll continue to be that guy. And whoever gets him at the next level is going to have a heck of a franchise quarterback. I do believe that. Well, we're lazy. We watch highlights. <laughs> I always tell people, watch an entire game with a quarterback because then you're going to get a truer sense of highs and lows, interception, what do you do after that? You got sacked, what do you do after that? You, you make something happen. Whatever it is, that's when you get a true sense of a quarterback and leadership and intangibles, all of those things. When you watch the highlights, it's easy to go, it's, God, that guy's amazing. unbelievable. That's what, that's what I think in the broadcasting world and being an analyst is uh, set me up for success. I've watched every single snap of every NFL game this year. Every one. And I know there are other guys that are like that. That sounds like punishment. I think it's not. It's so much fun. Come on. It's absolutely the funnest thing in the world. And what NFL uh, (laughs) Plus has been able to do with the condensed game, 40 minutes of just the play, and then none of the nonsense of the guys talking on on the TV about it, I, I think that's been the, a game-changer for me in terms of how I have become an analyst and I think will be sustainable for me to be able to do it for a long time because of that. And my little baby girl, who's four weeks old, just sleeps on my chest. You do you go. remember the sports... You remember Three Men and a Little Baby? Yeah. And Tom Selleck is reading the Sports Illustrated to the baby, but doing it in the voice uh, of like how you talk to babies. And they're like, what are you reading to her? It's like, he's talking about the big... Uh, heavyweight fight that a guy knocks his tooth out or bloodies him up. She's like, can't read that to her. She doesn't understand. I'm just doing it in the right voice. So I'm laying Claiborne on my chest there, and I, Anna's watching it, and I'm watching the Washington-Texas uh, game, and I'm doing the, the color commentary, but I'm doing it in the voice. <laughs> and I just see this little girl just looking up at me like, and I just thought about that. And I, I said, I'm pretty lucky. I'm a pretty lucky guy. Uh, but she likes to show up to hear Herb Street, though. That's the weird thing about that. You know, it's your well, daughter, but, but it puts her to sleep. Yeah, she. So, loved, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That works. Better college quarterback, you or Herb Street? Um, I'd go Herb Street probably. Really? Ohio State, right? <laughs> Isn't that better than Washington State? That's what everybody tells us. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Wait. <laughs> A little pity party. <laughs> Nobody likes the Cougars. Hey, pack two. Uh, two. Hey. Pack two. I think we're going to, you know, I, I'm putting this out there right now. <laughs> Apple, buy us. I'll be, your, I'll be your color commentary. All right, let's do it. You can be the commissioner. I think you I, can't do worse. I could do worse. <laughs> I don't know. I was the commissioner of a fantasy football league in a prison cell. Uh, so that's <laughs> Wait, so, you, that's ran, worse. you ran fantasy in prison? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think my name was just on it. 
Oh, it got me extra ramen every week. I think is what it was. Okay, yeah. all right. it's all about hustling in there. You know, I'm all about I, hustling. Yeah, yep. take your word for it. Yep. College football NFL analyst Westwood One and uh, our favorite uh, Ryan Leaf NFL Network, and he'll be on the call. You have the Division One AA or FBS, whatever the FCS, damn thing. FCS, yeah, FCS. So it's Montana. Yep. South Dakota State. Yep. It's the Jackrabbits and the Grizzlies. I love it. Yeah. All right, so that's Sunday. That is Sunday up against the NFL games. Of course. Uh, we'll, we'll win that battle easy. Um, Why not Saturday? I don't know. I haven't questioned it, but maybe when I get to Frisco here in the next day or Frisco, two. Frisco, Texas. Frisco, Texas. I will ask that question. I'm like, yeah. why not on Saturday? Yeah, nice Saturday, early afternoon. Yeah, early afternoon before the late kickoff of the NFL. Yeah. 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 Maybe we can change it. Maybe you and I... I will, I'll do my best. You know, I'll do um, my best. And then we can confuse grizzly people, and maybe they'll miss it completely, uh, you know, uh, and, not, and not get a chance to hear me call it. Grizzly people are not very happy that I'm calling this game. You're from Montana. But I'm a Cats fan. Oh, Montana, Montana State. State. Oh. So they're not happy about it. Supposed to be unbiased. I will be unbiased, but they don't think I will. Did they recruit you? They did. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that you turned them down. Well, they had a great. They had the greatest quarterback in college football history that came out of Montana, Dave Dickinson. They didn't need me. <laughs> Seriously, guys, college football hall of famer, Walter <laughs> okay. Payton Award winner, went up and won a great cup in the <laughs> CFL. Dude is, a, and he grew up a block away from me and was my hero growing up. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of Montana quarterbacks. But uh, I'm, the fact that I get to call a national championship, really good. It's a resume builder. It is. How many people get to call national championships, Dan? I'm going to uh, tune in and just try to read into your bias there. There won't be any. Yeah, probably be, be any. a little bit there. Nope. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow, and we'll try to accomplish all of that right after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Last call for phone calls. What we learned, what's in store tomorrow. Mike Vrabel, Titans head coach. Met with the media yesterday, and he is passionate when it comes to losing. Because it sucks to lose, Gentry. Trey, you ever need to show you anything? Uh, Did you have another thought or no? I'm just curious. Why? Well, it, it, it sucks. Is that- losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. The topic was, you know, what do you have to play for? And he was like, you know, these guys, they're busting their tail out here. You don't want to lose. Losing is terrible. They don't care about your draft selection. They don't care. They, they, the, the players are going to play. This is their last game. They might have incentives. They might be showcasing their talents to play elsewhere, whatever it might be. But, you know, when we look at a team and say, oh, are they going to try to win? The people you put on the field... They're going to try to win. Now, the people who are in the front office who may not have you put the best product on the field, now that's different. Organizational tanking, we've seen that before. But, of course, if you go, the head coach is going to want to win. And I know that it feels like, oh, you know, Vrabel, if, you know, he leaves Tennessee or gets fired in Tennessee, whatever it is, you know, he perfect place would be New England, which probably would be. He knows, you know, having been there as a player and a coach, uh, knows the environment, knows, you know, the stakes are high. But, yeah, it does bother you. It eats at you. I mean, every week you go out there. you got to figure it out. It's your team. Yeah, Paul. For example, like the Commanders are getting 12, 13 points against the Cowboys this weekend. That's a game that I would stay away from as a better because what if they put in a bunch of second stringers who are trying to keep in the league or stay in the league, a bunch of defenders who, who don't know that – uh, the, the team doesn't want them to win because they have the number two pick in the draft right now. Yeah, but I don't know what Dallas is going to do. So that's why right. I wouldn't be betting on this. Well, I wouldn't be betting on these games. Yeah. But uh, you, you're not quite sure who plays and for how long. Like the Ravens against the Steelers. I don't know how long Lamar Jackson's going to play. If he's going to play, they don't have to win. Dallas, what are you going to do? Yeah, Marv. Is it Russ versus Russ? This, it is. This yeah, used we, to happen, sorry. Yes, it is. Every year we talk about mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. Uh, Chris in Maryland. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning. First time, long time, Six four two thirty. Five pounds over my fight and weight as an old man. Mm. Hey, two quick um, First one's really a statement. You guys are the best. Watch all the time. But I've been watching a little bit of McAfee's show. 
the, I just want to say the one dude that wears the animal T-shirts, that's, that guy's like Fritzy on steroids with his questions. They are rambling, long, never mm. really gets to the point. So, Fritzy, keep up the good work, brother. And, uh, hey, quick, quick one over to you. I'll listen for the answer. Uh, what's your thoughts? You're comparing the 2023 class and how great the QBs could be. How do you think that's going to compare against what I think is the best QB class ever of 1983 with Marino, Elway, Kelly, O'Brien? Well, you got to you know give me at least seven years or so on that, Chris. I mean, I actually covered that draft, and you know you look at the talent that was in there. I mean, Hall of Famers. You know, give these kids you know a little time here. Jesse in Louisiana. Hi, Jess. What's on your mind? Daniel Theodore. Hi, Jess. First time, very, very long time. Much love to you and the Danettes. Uh, 6 5, 180. And first off, uh, I know you love love, Dan. Yes. Um, can we give Jordan Love a little love? And uh, second off, how tuned in will you be to the Pacers versus the Bucks tonight? My Pacers. Yes, Andy, yes, uh, yes. Absolutely. Storylines there. Tyrese Halliburton. That'll be great. I look forward to it. Uh, what was the other thing about loving love? I gave Jordan Love love. I, I, I said I hope they get in the playoffs. Look at his numbers here. I, I said he was a franchise quarterback. I thought they would make the playoffs this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Jordan Love. I'm on record as saying that as well. Uh, let's see. Let's, uh, this day in sports history, Paulie? 1941, NCAA Football Rules Committee announced a new rule that permitted, permitted free substitution of football players. The backstory is World War II, they had fewer players. Before 1940, players would basically play both ways, and you're only really substituted if you're injured. Then when they opened the door in 1941 with this rule that's supposed to be temporary, University of Michigan took advantage of it. And made, of course. Yep. They made an offense <laughs> with offensive players and a defense with just defensive players. And that changed the sport forever. Did you see where Connor Stallions was at the Rose Bowl? Yeah. What? How about that? He's good at getting tickets in the secondary market. <laughs> I don't think he was in disguise. No. But, uh, yeah, he was at the game. Uh, let's go He's around the room. Khakis and long bangs. <laughs> <laughs> let's go around the room. Todd, what'd you learn today? Ryan Leaf was the commissioner of a fantasy football league in prison, able to hustle some extra ramen noodles. Seton O'Connor, what'd you learn? Ryan Leaf, the commissioner of the Pac-2. Yeah, uh, Marvin? It's Connor the Stallion. Uh, <laughs> 300000 is an expensive drink. Panini America. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start to continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Our pleasure to serve you. We look forward to doing it again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everybody. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, 
eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.